0: Welcome to another episode of Delisted the Podcast. Uh, I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. So after our last episode, a couple of people asked me if you're sick, Allison. So the phlegm ball is out of the bag. Yeah. You're sick.
1: Yeah, it's it's... I can't hide it anymore. Well, I can't hide it because the only part of me that makes... That, like, appears to be sick is my voice. Well, Although- I couldn't really tell.
0: But, you know, you're a pro because... You're still doing this. I get a hangnail and I'm like, Allison, I can't. I can't do this. I gotta (laughs) lay down.
1: I know. I'm a real trooper. You know what, though? I think it's because, I mean, for me personally, whenever I get sick, it kind of mostly affects my voice. And I kind of like the way that I sound when I'm sick. I feel like I've got a real voice for radio, which matches my face for radio. What, like mini Kathleen Turner? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, Kathleen Turner light or... Very, very light Lindsay Lohan sometimes, I think. Well,
0: to me, you know, your voice is good, sick, not sick. Oh, thank you. Uh, you... It's not good when you say you love Channing Tatum. But other than that, it's good, sick, healthy, all of the above. (laughs) Except Channing Tatum.
1: Yeah, that that just says that I'm mentally ill. Or mentally sick, sorry. (laughs) Mentally sick. Yeah. So let's get to
0: it. So you can go and sneeze your nostrils off. Yeah, drink a ton of Neocitrin. That'll be my plan. So let's start. So with... The royals. So we've heard um, all the tabloid stories about Duchess Meghan is a diva bitch from hell. Yeah. And the palace staff thinks she's difficult. And she even caused a little tiff between Prince Harry and his grandmother after she got mad because...
1: She couldn't wear the tiara she wanted on her wedding day. Yeah, blah blah blah. Well, there's a lot more. Yeah, Megan is kind of like whenever we hear these stories about her being a diva bitch. I always think about remember in the Little Mermaid when Ursula turns into Vanessa and tricks Prince Eric into marrying her, but she's like such a bitch, and like the only person who really knows is um the seagull. Who is who? Who is who would be the seagull
0: in this story? Hmm. Kate, Camilla. Camilla is this old bird. Okay, so, so yeah, so Prince, so Prince William and Harry are reportedly looking to split up their royal courts, which basically means they're, they're looking to like separate their household staff, etc. The story is that Harry wants his own royal court because he's married and going to be a daddy soon to a kid that I already hate because that kid gets to call Harry daddy.
1: Yeah, officially. Uh,
0: Officially, But there's also rumors that there's tension between Harry and William and tension between their wives. So the Telegraph claims that before Meghan's wedding, she and Duchess Kate had a messy moment at the fitting for three-year-old Princess Charlotte's dress. Princess Charlotte is, of course, Kate's kid and was in Meghan's wedding. So the source said that Meghan and Kate had some sort of fight and they wouldn't say, they didn't really say what it was about, but that kate left in tears so what was that about
1: i think the fight was probably that the dress was ugly i said it yeah those dresses were ugly (laughs) well and that's like kate yeah i don't think it was kate was crying
0: over a fight with megan she was probably bored to tears after seeing princess charlotte's dress which is saying a lot because kate is pretty boring
1: yeah she's like this dress isn't in a blue flower pattern It there's no smocking on the front like what the hell kind of dress is this yeah so, that, yeah, so they had him
0: something over yeah. the ugly dress. And here we are dragging a three-year-old's dress, Allison. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, what does this come to? <laughs> but Princess Charlotte wins because she never has to work a day in her life. So exactly. she wins. So there's also stories that Megan and Kate aren't best of friends and things are awkward between them. That Megan is more stern and strict with the staff while Kate is nicer. A source tells people... That Megan and Kate aren't best friends, exactly. So TMZ also has a story that Kate sees Megan getting all the attention for, you know, like selling out the clothes she wears. So Kate is upping her glamour. So the royal source royal sources say that Kate feels like she needs to keep up with Megan in the looks department. So she's upped her makeup, jewelry, fashion, etc. That's why she wore one of Princess Diana's tiaras to an event recently. And that's why she's been recycling older looks m- more often, because she thinks that gets more attention. But, I guess, I mean. But, like, if Kate is trying to up her fashion game, I mean, she must be taking, like, tiny, tiny fetus steps because she's, her shit is still boring. Like, where's the lucite? Where's the fashion nova? If you're going to step it up, step it up. Step it's into true. some lucite heels.
1: There needs to be a lot more cutouts. Lot. Right now I'm seeing zero cutouts, and I want I want at least Ten. And I want some crush velvet. Yeah. So, and there's, so, but there is a video
0: of Kate and at an event. And one of her, you know, loyal, royal, loyal subjects yes, asks her if she's excited for Megan and Harry's baby. And she says, Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, it's, it's such a special time to have, yeah, to yeah. have little kitties. And our cousin yeah. for, the, for George and Charlotte as well. <laughs> and <laughs> Louise. So it'd be really, really special. <laughs> nice, nice to meet, meet you. you.
0: And it's always weird to me when I listen to her speak
1: why what do you think she's supposed to sound like
0: I just don't think she's supposed to sound like anything like I don't think the royals are supposed to talk so when I listen to them it's weird it's like they talk they're supposed to be just beautiful mannequins that wave
1: yeah it's kind of like when yeah it's like Barbie and then talking Barbie and you're like oh I don't want Barbie to talk yeah
0: so it's weird but she she was nice about it she didn't say fuck that bitch or anything fuck that bitch and her baby she didn't say anything like that she said nice things
1: well because everyone everyone loves babies Right. So like she probably wasn't. No, even... they don't. But that's a that's a discussion for another day. Yeah.
0: So and so Prince Harry and Meghan were supposed to move into a bigger apartment at Kensington Palace. That's where William and Kate live. Um, But the queen gave them a giant house called Frogmore Cottage, which, of course, I call Frogmore Cottage because why not? It's in Windsor, which is outside of London. It's getting renovated thanks to taxpayer money. And royal biographer Ingrid Seward told People that she's hearing Harry can't wait to leave Kensington Palace for Frogmore because he feels like he's living in a fishbowl and it's like being imprisoned. Woe is him. God. But that's a prison I want to be in. Like she Ingrid gave me all the Harry related prison
1: fantasies. Like Oz <laughs> meets the crown meets me grabbing the lotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean poor Harry is trapped. Um Megan's a bitch. Yeah. I I I love the kind of narrative that's coming out of there because do you think Megan is a bitch? Because I don't think so. No, I think it's probably exaggerated. Yeah, I feel like this is like pro Kate propaganda, personally. But, you
0: know, and I never thought I'd say this about that wrecking hussy Trollope who is fucking my man. Yeah. But thank God for Meghan Markle. Because, like, the young generation of royals has been pure am- ambient, like, boring. They're just yeah. boring. And then here comes along Meghan, and suddenly we have stories about tiara fights. Like, we have some dynasty shit. It's like when Alexis joined dynasty in the second season. She saved the show. So Meghan is saving us from the boredom of William and Kate.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to hear the stories that come out of Frog Whore Cottage about, like, Megan ripped up a 16th century rug and, like, threw it on the curb or something. Oh, (laughs) yeah. No, I want them to even take it further. I want to see, like, I want to see
0: them go all the way with it. Like, I want to see them at some Christmas event, getting into a huge Jerry Springer-like fight. You know, I want to see fists flying, clothes getting ripped, food going everywhere. And when it's done, I want to see a naked prince harry covered with eggnog that would be that's where this should go that's my christmas
1: wish to you michael thank you so i think moving on from being in a a a palace prison to moving on to the prison that is the institute of marriage which that's not a good segue because a lot of people like being married but name one uh I'll get back to you on that one. So, Leonardo DiCaprio, a man who has never been married and kind of feels like he would never get married, um, well, according to Us Weekly, he's re- finally ready to settle down at the age of 44, and his potential wife will be his 21-year-old girlfriend of, you know, about a year or whatever, uh, Camilla Morone. Or Marone. I think Morone sounds fancier.
0: Yeah, I think it is Morone, actually.
1: Yeah. No relation to Jenna. Um, so the Us Weekly sources, they said this before. So kind of um, back in August, they said that Leonardo and Camilla are like completely ready to settle down and get married. And like, she's totally the one and blah, blah, blah. Right. Which definitely sounded like fan fiction written by Camilla. But Us Weekly is saying it again. And the source is also saying that Camilla is ready to have kids. Which, like, that's kind of an upgrade from the last rumor that we heard. And I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that saying the words I want kids around Leonardo DiCaprio would trigger, like, a Manchurian candidate response where he just, like, runs away.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, so... His dick just falls off. So whether or not this is true, we'll have to wait and see. Because, obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio isn't getting married until we see like actual footage of Leonardo DiCaprio standing at an altar, putting a ring on someone's finger and saying the words like, I am going to get married. But yeah, to me, this is not true.
0: This is like just a case of one of us Weekly's creative writing interns, you know, having some fun during the slow news holidays, because it's slow right now. Yeah, Because the thing about 21 year olds is that they eventually become 22 and then 23 and then 24. And before you know it, Camilla's 25, and she smells like mothballs. Oh, and she's which ready to be. So Leo's not going to get locked down to someone who ages. Like, his dream wife is a gorgeous woman who does not age. Like, Jared Leto. So he should just marry Jared Leto. Yeah. Or Age of Adeline, which, strangely enough, his ex, Blake Lively, was Yeah,
1: there. But I think that Leonardo DiCaprio will get married one day. But I don't think he's going to get married to a model. I think what's going to happen is he's going like to... Ma- Clooney No, I think he's going to make it down the aisle with his, like, let's say it's Camilla, right? And then Lucas Haas is going to pull a Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate and start slamming on the window. And then him and Leo run off together in a city bus. Yeah, yeah, I could... (laughs) That's what that's what I truly believe. What kind of
0: cough cough medicine are you on? What kind of cold medicine? Oh, the the kind that they make meth out of. But see, I pictured like he's gonna cloning it. Like he's gonna marry a do gooder, you know. And since he's like the savior to the environment, he'll get with an you know environmentalist. But then again, when he sees Camilla like put her kombucha bottle in the green in the blue bin, he probably thinks like she's a savior to the environment too for doing that.
1: He's like. She's Bette Midler
0: in the body of a beautiful fetus with tits.
1: Yeah, I think that Leonardo DiCaprio might actually end up with the blonde girl from Captain Planet. Now that you say it, that's his—that's his dream wife. You're right. So, and she doesn't age. Perfect. Hook them up.
0: Hook them up. So, speaking of women sleeping with a dog, um, (laughs) researchers at Canisius College in Buffalo, and I'm sorry to any Canisius. College alumni, if I fucked that up, which I probably did. So they did a study on sleeping with dogs and found that women sleep. And we're talking just sleeping. This is not bestiality. But we're talking about that women sleep better when they're sleeping with a dog. And we're talking about actual dogs here, not a man who acts like a dog. Because you probably don't sleep good with those. Like you're always smelling their dick and you're checking to see if they like texting their side piece. Yeah. So, although some people may do that with their actual dogs. I don't I don't know people's lives. But anyways, so that's what the research We're not here to judge. No. So that's what the study is about. So, researchers interviewed 962 women living in the US. Mm-hmm. 55% share a bed with at least one dog and 31% share the bed with at least one cat. A total of 57% share the bed with another human. The study showed that out of living things, dogs are less likely to wake a woman up in the middle of the night compared to cats and other humans. Mm-hmm. The study found that cats and other humans are equally as disruptive when it comes to waking a woman up. Researchers also say that dog people have a more consistent sleep schedule and probably because you know they have to wake up right. at a certain time to feed their dog and take it to piss. Right. As for dudes, last year, the Mayo Clinic in Arizona did a study among 40 men and women and found that humans get better sleep when sleeping with a dog.
1: Hmm. Win one for dog people, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, like, I've never conducted any research on my own. But I'll say this. I've slept in a bed with a human. I've slept in a bed with a cat. And I've slept in a bed with a dog. And the dog never peed the bed. To be fair, both the human and the cat were drunk as hell. And I have also peed the bed as well. So clearly if we're grading... And a dog on, can easily... I mean, a dog... I have a dog and he's peed in the bed. Right. So I mean, technically there are, you know, uh there, there's variations to my test. But if if we're grading on a bed peeing curve here, I would say that the dog is clearly the best sleeping companion because statistically for me, it's the one that's less likely to have me waking up in a wet bed. So don't sleep with Gerard Depardieu. Oh, what I mean, say.
0: what I found funny was mm-hmm. that like a cat and human are just as disruptive, and so yeah. it's been a while since I've slept with a pussy. But don't they do that <laughs> thing where they slowly try to crush your lungs by sleeping on your chest, and they also try to eat your breath, like in that Drew Barrymore movie? Was that a Drew Barrymore movie? Um, fire Where The cat eats the breath. Fifty you first date. The cat eats the breath. <laughs> No, when she was a little girl and there was like that cat that ate people's oh, breath. Oh, Cat's Cradle. Asleep. Yeah, is she I in I think that? it's Cat's
1: Cradle, Stephen King. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. so they do all that.
1: So how, like humans must be a mess if they're tied with cats because cats are a mess. Yeah, although I, I've never slept with a human who's tried to suck my breath out before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Cats should be below humans. Yeah. Dogs obviously at the top, cats at the bottom. Although, I mean, if you're sleeping with a vampire, they're going to try to suck your soul out, too. So Yeah, so they're at the way bottom. But So my dog used to sleep in the bed every
0: single night. And it just, it was not fun. It was, I mean, it was, speaking of being on meth, it was like he was on meth. Like, he'd scratch the covers for, like, a million minutes (laughs) to get comfortable. comfortable. (laughs) Then he'd go under the covers and get between my legs. And when he couldn't (laughs) stand the stench... He'd cough all out and then he'd die and then he'd come back to life and then scratch the cover some more and then lick my face and it's just like I couldn't take it. No. So he started so then I he did that for years and years and years, slept in the bed, which I did not get good sleep because of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he got good sleep either, because he was always, you know, up. And so he started sleeping in a bed next to my bed a few years ago. Okay. And so but now that he's old, he's sixteen. He, he doesn't really stay in bed. Like, he still gets up a lot. And because he's old, he drinks a lot of water. Oh, my God.
1: So he's, he's literally an old man in, like, a senior's home that, like, spends the whole night walking the halls. Well, he walks a lot.
0: And I have to put water next to his bed because he gets thirsty a lot. So he constantly gets up, like, in the middle of the night and wakes me with, like, <laughs> like, and it goes awesome. on for hours. I'm like, how much water did I put in that bowl? Is there, like, a ocean in that
1: bowl? You need to give him some like doggy Werthers to suck on to like help his saliva. That would make him even more thirsty. I need to hook him up to an IV. (laughs) And he also snores
0: really loud. And I almost recorded it and posted on Instagram. But that's just rude. But but it is my favorite sound in the world is his snoring. Because that means he's alive.
1: Yeah. And when I don't hear
0: him snoring, like when I get up and I don't hear him snoring, I like jump out of bed and I shake him like, don't go towards the light, bitch. (laughs) Don't do it. And this is the part where we go over five stories and we're starting with some non-celebrity foolery. But a woman named Tracy Radford tells KABC that she and her five-year-old daughter were waiting to board a Southwest flight to El Paso at John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California earlier this month when a gate agent started making fun of her daughter's name. Her daughter's name is... A-B-C-D-E, A, which is pronounced Ab City, which happens to be my favorite local gym. <laughs> so Tracy says that the gate agent started mocking my child's name, laughing, pointing at me and my daughter, and um, talking to other employees. So I turned around and just said, like, "Hey, I can hear you. So if I can hear you, my daughter can too. Like, I'd appreciate if you just stop." Southwest has apologized. Why is it always Southwest? first of all. Yeah, why not? And, and surprisingly, it wasn't in Florida.
1: No. So what everyone doesn't realize, like everyone involved in this story, what they don't realize is that Absidy won't even be that weird 10 years from now. We're all going to be speaking in emojis by then anyway. So Absidy is basically 2030's version of Agnes or Jasper. That's a good point.
0: And I think you're right. But like, for me, the gay agent is completely in the wrong. Because yeah. instead of like pointing and laughing... At the poor kid, they should have gone to the computer, printed out instructions on how to legally change your name and <laughs> give that to poor Ebb City. And please tell me that Tracy doesn't have another kid named FGHIJ. And I'd, how would that be pronounced? Let's not even try it, because we'll end up saying some gay slurs. I know.
1: I was just about so to, and I'm like, on. don't do it, no, Allison. Don't do it,
0: Allison. So George and Amal Clooney are friends with Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan. I guess they're friends. So they were at their mm. wedding, which I think they were at their wedding because, of a, because you know, George owns that tequila company. Right. So they were probably sponsoring the reception. And so part of that, they got...
1: Yeah, free, but booze. free booze. But Makes people sense. say they are
0: friends because they kind of live near each other. So George's George Clooney's cousin, Ben Breslin, who's from Kentucky, tells the Daily Mail that he thinks George would be a perfect godfather to the royal ginger baby. Family insiders also say that George thinks Meghan and Harry are going to ask him and Amal
1: to be their kids' godparents. I mean, I don't doubt it because it would like it would make total sense if George Clooney was that baby's godfather because then people magazine could start a new annual word called people's sexiest godfather and he'd be in a shoe-in for that as well yeah and he'd win every year but yeah.
0: i say that whoever wrote that us weekly story that we covered about leonardo dicaprio they must be freelancing at the yeah. Daily Mail because no they're not going to be it's not going to be george clooney it's hey. obviously going to be samantha markle and Morsey. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. So, Quentin Tarantino, an Israeli singer and model, Daniela Pick, got married in Los Angeles. They've known each other for a while, but got engaged last year after dating for about a year. Daniela is QT's first wife, which I found crazy, mm-hmm. but he said before he's never wanted to get married because he's married to his work. I roll. So, QT is 55, and Daniela is 35.
1: Yeah. I... Do you see this marriage lasting, Michael? I know that it's like so shady to ask that right up front, but It could go either way, but I'm leaning towards no. Yeah, I think that yeah, I think we regardless it's it's probably not going to last. I think the thing that I'm more curious about is how confused Quentin was at his own wedding. Like, because his only experience with weddings really has been because he's never been married before, is weddings that are in his own movies. So he's probably like, wait, why? So nobody why opens is fire. the fire killing everybody? Yeah, exactly. He's like, when, when does the violence happen? When do I say something that offends at least 85% of the guests? And what I like, yeah. And what I want to know, piggybacking off of that, is
0: how many times did he say the word fuck in his vows? And How many people left the room when the officiant told him to kiss the bride and he got down on the floor and started French kissing the damn toes? I mean, we had to have a foot joke. Yeah, I'm going to guess 30 for each. In the never-ending debate on whether or not pineapple on pizza is nasty, The Rock made it clear he's team pineapple pizza. The Rock posted a pic on Instagram of him with a pineapple pizza and wrote that his trainer told him that he had to bulk up on carbs to get his body ready for some scenes he has to shoot for his Fast and Furious spinoff movie. So The Rock ate an entire large pizza with pineapple and ham on it and says that pineapple is his jam. So, Allison, what say you about pineapple on pizza?
1: Um, Well, I mean, it's no secret that I'm Canadian, and pineapple on pizza was invented in Canada. It was, yeah. Hawaiian pizza is was invented by a the Canadian guy. The more you guy. know. I know the shooting star just flew across the screen. Um. So with that being said, I'm I'm pro pineapple on pizza. I grew up with it. Like it's it's I it is good. I like the taste of it. Yeah, I like it
0: too. I yeah, I've always liked it. But my question is: so yep. The Rock ate a lot of pineapple, and also ate <laughs> a lot of cheese, ham, and bread. Yeah. So are his nuts or sh- or should I call them pebbles? Let's call them nuts. Cooking up some switches or rancidges. That's mm. what I want
1: to know. Well, there's only one way to find out. So yeah. I'll try to find The Rock's email address for us. Let let, let us know. So, yeah. so
0: you used to be able... Apparently, I never knew this. You used to be able to watch porn at Starbucks through their... Uh-huh, Michael, Wi-Fi. you never knew that? I, okay. I didn't know that. What have I been doing with my life? But starting yeah. <laughs> in 2019... Starting next year, they're going to put into place a porn blocker in U.S. locations. Um, internet safety organizations have been pressuring Starbucks to block porn. So they finally gave in. So I yeah. guess that means like delisted is going to get blocked. Well, we always get blocked. Oh, like, yeah. At places like that because I basically write porn. So, yeah, we're going to be blocked at Starbucks.
1: We get blocked at Target, which makes no sense to me because where else am I going to like browse free wi-fi than target like that's anyway blocking websites makes no sense to me except for i understand blocking the porn websites especially at starbucks because i don't want to be sitting there drinking something and seeing somebody with a a huge boner right beside me you don't speak
0: for yourself but for me like for me the only reason to watch porn is to jack off Right, and Starbucks is not a good place to tr- like jack off. It's not trust me, like I've got the police reports to prove it. <laughs> like they don't say anything when some crazy person orders a crazy coffee order, but start jacking off to Sean Cody and they suddenly get all judgmental.
1: Well, I was gonna say too, it's like where are you gonna do it because I've been in many Starbucks bathrooms just to go to the bathroom people, not for any other reason, and it's like uh uh it's like that the rumen uh saw. It's like disgusting, the lighting is gross, the floor is filthy, like it's it's not romantic is what I'm saying. Oh my saying. god,
0: based on your description of that bathroom, suddenly I want to jack off in the Starbucks bathroom. So Shit Advice is back, and this time we kind of get literal yeah. with it. Hooray, welcome back. We finally got some listener questions that we're capable of answering. Yeah, and I think so. Because butt sex and toothless blowjobs are right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Is that a pun? Uh, it can be. Let's say it is. Yeah. And it was intended. So this is the part where we get adv- give advice to listeners, starting with Wendy. So mm-hmm. Wendy writes, Dear Allison and Michael, I have three false teeth at the front of my mouth. Hot. Do you, th- do you think it would be easier for me to suck my husband's dick with them in or should I take them out? I'm worried if I take them out, I'll look like someone who lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. Oh, Wendy, by someone who lives in Florida, you mean a delicate orange blossom. You're right.
1: Yep. See, this was a hard one for me because on the one hand, I think that there's nothing more beautiful than a tooth-filled mouth. But on the other hand, the only thing more Florida than giving someone a toothless blowjob would be if your teeth fell out during a blowjob. Well, let me... I can actually... I can I speak so, to this, you've got some fake well, yeah. teeth.
0: I was born with a missing tooth. Oh. So okay. I have a bridge now, but for years I had to wear a flipper, which is like a <laughs> fake tooth attached to a retainer. Lord and so I wore much about you. And I wore it during like my peak slut days, which were like age eighteen to twenty two, because okay. that's when I could actually get some dick. <laughs> so I sucked a lot of dick with that flipper. And it only once Came off on the dick. Michael, I need need to know though, what tooth was it? It's like the front, like, you know, there's that two big front teeth. Yeah. The one right next to it on the left. The friend of the big tooth. Okay. Yeah. The baby of the big tooth. Okay. Yeah. So, so it only came off once on the dick. So that's, that's good odds. But I'm like, see, I'm like Wendy. See, I never took off my flipper because... Unless the dude is into like hillbilly incest fantasies and wants to call me dad or son, I didn't think it looked sexy. So I kept it in. So, you know, that's my advice. But if Wendy's husband has got a pencil dick, then she can maybe take her teeth out and he can fuck the teeth gap in her mouth. But then her real teeth oh. might scrape his shaft. <laughs> oh god! So yeah, that's not, that's not a good thing.
1: And that sounds really niche. So also if Wendy wants to make some money... Uh, film it and put it online because I have a feeling that there's I'm not many high. people that do that.
0: So I say for aesthetic and safety reasons, keep the teeth in. Like, if you don't, if you if it's just the three teeth, keep them in. I mean, if she wore dentures, then I'd say take those out and gum that dick. But since it's just three, that's my advice.
1: <laughs> my, keep it in. My advice is take them out because, you know, it's like taking off your bra at the end of a long day. Just take your teeth out, get comfortable, Settle in. Do your thing.
0: Okay. So the next one involves Kaka and a listener named Beef Woman. So you've been warned. Um, (laughs) Beef Woman writes, I have a question that's plagued me since my recent foray. Foray. I can't say that word into the chocolate choo-choo world my new significant other and i had dirty butt sex a little over a week ago for the first time however now every time i take a poo i have to wipe one thousand percent more than i've had to in my whole life think chris pratt's wiping a marker bit from parks and rec it's getting really obnoxious at this point could this be a symptom of the recent dick assault on my brown star or could it possibly be something more sinister we're yeah. not, FYI, we're not doctors yeah. here, but I've had a lot of butt sex, so there's that.
1: Yeah, and I've, I'm a person with a butt that has been wiped before, so I can contribute to this as well. Um, I think what I need to ask, like, there's not enough information here for me, so I what I need to know is, is her significant other made of fiber? Like, is he a man made of Benefiber? Because that might be why her poo is so messy, Because Benefiber does that. It gives you the wiping a marker effect sometimes. Yeah, or they're using Benefiber as lube, maybe. Again, and you know what? We're not doctors, but I would not uh, recommend using Benefiber as lube. So I have messed up bowels as it is, but I think that's from stress and not from
0: butt sex. But to answer Beef Woman's question, definitely butt sex can change your bowel movements. Like, Sometimes after butt sex, I'm fine. Other times, I'm totally constipated. And other times, like, I have to run to the bathroom right afterward because I'm, like, one fart away from turning that bitch into, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Right. So, yeah, it definitely can change, and, you know, your bowel movements. And I also find that sometimes, like, too much lube can make your shit runnier. Like, lube is God's saliva, but sometimes, like, too much... You know, isn't a good thing. So maybe that has done it to like the lube.
1: Yeah, but would the lube be like hanging out in there for like weeks afterwards, like taunting your bowels every time you go to the bathroom? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, can it? I mean, if you bought discount I don't know. That's never happened to me for weeks, but probably a day Sure, and she's she has said more than one poo, so I'm assuming I'm taking that as like seven. So I'm taking like seven days worth of poos. So she also said that they had dirty butt sex. Well, I think that's she's just saying. I don't think she means like she they did it in a swamp.
0: Yeah, that's what they meant. I she, mean, they did it in a swamp. Maybe they, they did, did it in a Starbucks bathroom.
1: Exact, exactly. She did not give us the details here. So yeah, and if like, and if you've got
0: blood in your poop or it hurts, oh. Then it could be hemorrhoids, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. But to answer her question again, the culprit could definitely be butt sex. But for peace of mind and for peace of butt, I guess, um, I'd check with your doctor.
1: Yeah. Or I'd I'd at least invest in some, like, cooling baby wipes for your bum. So there you go. We're ending on a
0: shitty note, which is fitting for this podcast. (laughs) Poo-poo cast. Yes. So if you've got a question like Wendy or Beef Woman's and want our advice, email us at DTP at DLista.com. DTP at DLista.com. And I'm very thankful for this episode because I got to say the words Beef Woman. So so until next time, and feel better, Allison.
1: Oh, I'll try. I'm going to snort a line of, uh, I don't know, crushed up nightclothes, I guess. Of math. Math, Sure. Why not? Why not? Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.